1: This is the Rich Eisen Show. What I got right now in my pocket is a W. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How many people want to eat a W tonight?
0: Jameis Winston looked... Like a starting quarterback in the National Football League. It's going deep, he's for That's a wrap. That's what I saw last night. I saw a wrap. We'll see what Sean Payton does in preseason game number three. Earlier on the show, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith, actor Michael mckeon Still to come,
1: Cardinals safety Buddha Baker. Plus, actor John C. McGinley. And now. It's
0: Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. The actor John C. McGinley has been in so many great stuff and all the old Oliver Stone movies and Scrubs is now in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's a diehard Giants fan with the football season right around the corner. He's a perfect guest. Can't wait to chat with him in 20 minutes. We had Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, on in hour number one. The actor Michael McKeon, we played a great celebrity, true or false, with him. He dropped a nugget saying that uh, Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad, reached out to him prior to Breaking Bad, wanting him to try out for a certain part, but he couldn't because he had other commitments. And as we know, the guy who now plays the brother of Saul Goodman in Better Call Saul uh, refused to say which part it was because he said that that would be fodder for fans.
1: Like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and then I think Vince Gilligan could, uh, immediately had something from his old X-Files day mess with the uh, the cell reception of, uh, of Michael McKean's <laughs> phone. It went, it went bad right there. It broke bad. His phone broke bad. <laughs> broke bad yeah. If you missed any of it, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk some more ball. Let's talk some more ball with an all-pro at his position for the Arizona Cardinals. As we all know, as I keep mentioning, play in the deepest end of the NFL pool, which is the NFC West. Second round selection out of the Pacific Northwest, out of the Washington Huskies program, um, Bellevue, Washington's pride. Uh, now with the Arizona Cardinals, number nineteen on the top one hundred players in the NFL list as voted by his peers. Buddha Baker here on the Rich Eisen show. How are you, sir?
2: Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: Did I leave anything out? Was that a that was a pretty comprehensive introduction, if I may say so myself?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty comprehensive. Was, you, you didn't leave nothing out.
0: I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't leave any of those crumbs on the floor. And I I do believe I'm not uh, stuttering. I spit truth when I say that you play in the deepest end of the NFL pool, right? NFC West, toughest division in the NFL. I think you could agree oh, yeah. on that, right?
2: That's facts
0: for sure. That is facts. Um, what's it like trying to defend Kyler in practice? What's that
2: like? Uh, oh man you know it is very hard (laughs) one one play he'll you know roll out and throw the ball one play he'll roll out and and run the ball and one play he'll roll out and and throw a ball another opposite direction so it's definitely hard he he has great athleticism um his his ball accuracy is pinpoint he's doing awesome this camp
0: well i mean and 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 having deandre hopkins to throw to now aj green what's aj green looking like that's an under the radar not many people talking about all
2: that right now yeah exactly i'm actually cool with not a lot of people talking about it right now just because when the season starts i mean he he looks like aj green that you you've once seen before so he's he looks great um very athletic very fast can get in and out of his cuts can be any type of, you know, ball catch catcher that you need, can take intermediate routes, can also go deep, um can stop on a dime. I'm excited to see him play with this with this offense.
0: Are you saying Buddha Baker and, I, and this is not me twisting. I don't do this for, for <laughs> uh, purposefully. Uh, I I don't mean to twist your words, so you can refute it if you'd like. Are you saying people are sleeping on the Arizona Cardinals? Is that what you just were were Oh, s- for s- me, saying? hey.
2: I'm I'm not really a, a much of a guy that, you know, To have hype around the team i'm not really you know i I let that go in one ear and out the other so at the end of the day everyone's zero and zero right now and uh we'll we'll see what happens we're just going to take it day by day week by week and um you know everything will take care of itself
0: okay toughest quarterback in the nfl for you to defend decipher figure out you know that it's going to be quite a week going into the game is is who would you
2: oh, I mean I don't even have to think about that for me, It's Russell Wilson going against him twice a year. It's just a guy who you know they're offensive players. They run their route and you might you know lock onto their route and then once it, once Russell gets out the pocket, it's kind of like flyers up. you know those receivers start running everywhere, left and right and up and down, back down, and Russell just throws pinpoint accuracy ball. Every time to whatever where he's he's going to, so that's definitely hard. And also his you know um, running ability, he you know he doesn't have a lot of turnovers. Um, he takes care of the ball, and I would definitely say Russell Wilson. Yeah,
0: you guys have uh, quite a battle whenever you face one another. There's no question about all that, no doubt about it. So that's the, I mean you didn't you didn't have to take two seconds to think about that one. You just basically no. said Russ is cooking. So does Not it does it get, does it like, what, what sensibility does that give a, a defender, um, you know, frustration when he's out the gate again, you know, I mean, that sort of thing where you got to turn around, you got to deal with obviously someone like Metcalf. We know, we know about him and, and Lockett, that he's now out the gate. That's a, what's the word that you would use to describe your, your day?
2: Um, like I would, I mean, i I always talk about how Russell's a Houdini, you know, um, one play he, he throws it. A deep ball, pinpoint, actually the DK half, and the next play, you know, they they all run deep, and next thing you know, he's taking it and running with it for a good 15, 20 yards. And as a DB, especially especially a safety, who's you know in the very back, trying to make sure Russell can't throw deep balls, and then next thing you know, he, he's he's cutting it up and and taking off for a good 15, 20 yards, and having to break and try and chase Russell Wilson after. Covering the receivers for five seconds is definitely challenging. So I, w- I would say Russell is a Houdini. <laughs>
0: Bud Baker here on the Rich Eisen show. What'd you think of your your spot on the 100 uh, list from the NFL Network, 19th overall? What'd you think of that?
2: Yeah, I mean for me it was it was cool. Um, like I said, I don't really let a lot of that stuff get into my mind, and um, it's definitely a blessing that you know have guys think of me this type of way and for me I hold myself to a high standard and I I focus on getting better each and every day it's a me versus me mentality and uh you know after the season hits all the accolades will come and it's definitely a true blessing but for me you know I'm, I'd like to think of myself as a top five player in this league oh, yeah. and um, you know it's definitely a blessing to be at 19 and it's a good starting point from last year so this is a whole new year and a whole new squad and I'm I'm just excited for this season
0: yeah I'm looking I don't see anybody who plays your position above you right I don't see anybody there do I did I miss somebody on that front
2: yeah yeah, I don't I think I was I think I was number 1 in my position, yeah. which is definitely a blessing and it's definitely cool and you know, it's definitely to have you know, definitely cool to see and, and watch on TV and all that type of stuff. But for me, it's like it, it's next year mentality. And I'm I'm excited for this year and trying to get this team better than, you know, what we were last year.
0: Huda Baker, two-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, not too shabby. Number 19 on the all-time list for somebody drafted in the second round, but just as recently as 2017 from the Arizona Cardinals here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, uh, JJ just came off the PUP. Uh, what's it been like to have J.J. J. Watt uh, added to this team when he personally chose you? I mean, he had I'm sure he had tons of options. that also included his hometown team and a team with his brother on it. And he's like, I'm going to Arizona. What did that mean to you? Oh,
2: man, it's definitely exciting, you know, to have another guy like that on the D-line. That's going to cause havoc in the run game, in the pass game. Man, it makes my job as a a safety a lot easier. You know, I'm accustomed to having, you know, 100-plus tackles each and every year, which is, you know, great, great doing my job. But at the end of the day, it's definitely exciting to have another playmaker in J.J. Watt, you know, a guy who's been doing this for a long time, to be on our team to match with, you know, guys like, you know, uh, Chandler Jones and, you know, Marcus Golden. Corey Peters, our, our D-line is, is very stacked. Jordan Phillips, I definitely feel like our D-line has got better and I'm excited to see what we're going to be able to do. Well,
0: I mean what you're going to be able to do is start off against the Tennessee Titans. I, I think you know who might be coming downhill that day, right? Um, oh yeah. Uta? right. Yes, sir. Uh, what are your thoughts on on, uh, on King Henry uh, maybe trying to go back-to-back 2,000-yard back seasons here? What are your thoughts hey, on that?
2: that- Hey, that is a good, you know, uh, a good goal for him to have. Yes. And what's your goal? Me, what's your goal? My goal my goal is to not, you know, not <laughs> allow a lot of yards. I mean, he's definitely one of the best running backs. Um right. our goal is to definitely stop the run. That's what we're going to have to do first. They can give that ball to him 20, 30 times a game. So, we got to stop that run because if we don't stop it, they're just going to keep running it and running it and running it. So, I thought you were, foremost, I, stop that run. I thought
0: you were saying the one thing you want to try to avoid is being that poster where his, <laughs> with his arm extended that we've seen him oh, do so. No, no, not at all.
2: I'm not worried about that. I, I I know I I've seen that before. I I know what I'm going against. Do <laughs> so you go high or low on on somebody like Derrick Henry? What do you do? Um to... I mean me being a, a smaller safety yes. um I'm definitely you definitely gotta hit those thigh boards. Um <laughs> so low, definitely gotta hit those thigh boards. If if you hit high nine times out of ten he's gonna run you over. So. that's just the laws of physics though. So with me, uh, just velocity, speed, hit them thigh boards and wrap up most definitely. Because if I don't wrap up, he couldn't run you over again, you know. <laughs> At the end of the day, he you might hit his thigh boards and he will keep running. So you got to wrap up on a guy like Derrick Henry okay. for
0: sure. So what's the goal? Are you guys talking Super Bowl? Like, how does that conversation go in your locker yeah. room? What do, do, yeah, do for the-
2: us, I mean – of course, every, each and every team wants to win a Super Bowl. Yes sir. But you can't win a Super Bowl in week 1. So, for us, we just got to take it day by day, you know, we're going through camp right now. We have one more preseason game, taking it day by day, week by week, and all that Super Bowl talk, playoff talk, that will all come if we can continue to keep it day by day, week by week and have that, you know, mentality that we're going to compete each and every day, each and every week and you know all that all those accolades and all those you know big things that teams want to do that will all come in time.
0: Any conversation within your locker room about the emphasis on taunting and the 15-yard flags that we're seeing thrown in the preseason so far, Buddha? Any conversation about that
2: at yeah, all? Yeah, there's definitely definitely instances uh for sure um you know like looking down on players after making a play, you know, that I've seen a lot of refs, you know, uh bear down on that. So, definitely not doing that type of stuff, but At the end of the day we can still be excited we can still cheer you know be happy we just don't gotta you know go face to face with the opposite players so we're still going to celebrate now but you know it's 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 a way of celebrating
0: okay uh how much did you celebrate when jamal adams signed for that amount of money in seattle Buddha.
2: oh man that was that was awesome <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: was uh, yeah. so how quickly do you call your agent when something <laughs> like that
2: happens Buddha I mean for me I, I you know I kind of I kind of have marked up the my deal I got my deal done last year so right of course it's always gonna go up so
0: mm. for him no I just a, again I know you're taken care of and I don't mean to stir any trouble for your team at all. But,
2: yeah, no. you know, it's one of those
0: things like, you know, whenever I see a deal in, in my business, <laughs> you know, um, my agent gets a phone call, you know, hey. usually in about a half an hour. You know, I I, yep. I try to be present for my children, Buddha. I'll be honest yeah. with you. But, you know, my agent hears from me the, the, that that caller ID is going to show up with my number. That's for yep. sure. You know? Yep. <laughs> so the prez getting pizzayed that uh, and and you can be able to point. That's what I'm just saying
2: you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. you know, hey, he gets paid. I mean, next next guys coming up are going to be the, you know, the Fitzpatricks, the Eddie Bates, the the Bates, the, all those guys. So, you know, when when my time comes again in 3 years, 3 4 years, we'll see what happens. But right now, I'm definitely blessed on my uh my deal and um I'm just excited for this season.
0: Well, congrats on uh the the start of your career, Buddha Uh congrats on that and uh, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but you and I have something in common. Are you aware that we've
2: Oh, what do we have in common? (laughs) Well, you know, I run
0: I run the forty yard dash at the NFL Scouting Combine um, (laughs) in my suit and tie.
2: I already know where you're going with this, Rich, and <laughs>
0: and, and, and no, you're a smart guy. You, you you you're pro. You're you're an all pro because you anticipate Buddha. So I I expect you to know where I'm going with this. But you know that my 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 colleagues uh, su- superimposed me, simul cam me on on the actual participants of the combine. So uh, I've been tracked down by DK Metcalf, in my career is where I'm going on that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, I I I feel you, I feel you. You know, and, um, you know, uh, I had Patrick Peterson, your former teammate on the show last year. And I don't know if he did, in fact, deliver uh, my support to you at the time. But I was thinking of you and uh, I'd be honest with you, you know, there's no (laughs) there's no question. It was just, you know, I was just uh, just bringing it up just to be that guy, I guess. You, there? Uh,
2: you know hey, it's all right, everyone brings it up and i'm I'm completely fine with Please. that it's, it's a great meme, um, but you know I, my funniest meme that I saw was yes, uh it was um it was like uh I was tequila, yes, and um like d k Metcalf was like somebody else and it 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 was funny it was some some type of meme, I've seen all the memes, I've seen all the jokes about it. It's definitely funny. And for me, uh, hey, all I know is that INT went on to my stat book, and he got a win that week. So and, that was definitely good. And
0: based on what you said before, Russell being your toughest challenge, you're the one who stepped in front of his pass, Buddha, right?
2: That is well. Hey, I picked up Russell Wilson, a guy who doesn't turn the ball over much. Go. So, uh, hey. Um,
0: hey, and and like I said, um, I, I've, I've been there. And... Um, he, <laughs> I have been there, and I've been in a suit, and you were in your uniform, and you're terrific at what you do. I just figured, you know, I didn't know if Patrick brought it up. I, I feel you, and you're yeah, terrific yeah. at what you do. And I, I looked at the NFL Network Top 100. I didn't see my name on the list, so it's all good. It's all good. Hey,
2: no, you're good. You're good. Thank I saw you. your name on the list, I think. I think you were you were 101. <laughs>
0: i'm on the outside <laughs> looking in but i've you know what there's always next year there's always next year.
2: exactly there's always next year
0: good luck this year buddha let's chat uh, when you ball out and uh and when not just to stay in touch i appreciate the chat and the call today
2: sounds good appreciate you you got That's it good.
0: there's buddha baker everybody he's uh on just his uh 17 18 19 20 fifth year in the nfl but he's also one of those guys who says what's your question <clears throat>
3: <laughs> he was waiting. You want me to he's
0: jump thinking. in? You got a is, question, is Rich?
3: There, I like that guy, man. Man, oh, tough please. not to like him. I like Buda Baker, man. Wow. Please. Can we get, can I, maybe, uh, I don't want to tamper or anything,
0: but. Uh, the yeah. Arizona card, you, you, yeah, you're not yeah, getting Yeah, you ain't getting that. You know, <laughs> yeah, the closest so the Cowboys so got to Buda bit. Baker was preseason week one. <laughs> and what? he's
1: about to get paid. Well, I mean, he got, he got here, taken
0: here, care of two yeah. years ago, but when it's time for him to get paid, that's why I asked him about, um, Jamal Adams. And Arizona does play Dallas week 17 this year. Oh. Oh. January 2nd.
1: Could that be for a playoff spot? At Dallas,
0: I uh, look. Here's the deal. They've got players all over the map. And you know, Chris, we paid extreme attention to Arizona for various reasons last year. One of them, they're a very entertaining team. But two, we had both Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to double it up on our fantasy teams. (laughs) And so you know, in the last six weeks of the season, after the Kyler Murray-Hale Murray, they had problems putting points on the board and keeping drives going in the fourth quarter. The number of times that they'd have to punt it with four and a half to go, instead of keeping the ball and winning it, and they'd have to punt it and put their defense back on the field, it was frustrating. Yeah. And we were just looking at it from a fantasy point I of know. view. I can yeah. only imagine what it was like for wins and losses, yeah. fan, emotionally and invested point of view. Man, personnel. So if the one thing, my takeaway there is not just that Buda Baker is ready to roll, but A.J. Green, nobody's talking about him, man. Nope. What if the A.J. Green of the A.J. Greens shows up? And that's DeAndre out there getting what he's going to get in terms of attention. He's going to get it. A.J. Green is just going to be out there, single cover? Really? Is that what we're going to do? By all accounts, he's looked great. So he stays healthy, and that's A.J. Green? Because as we all know, same draft as Julio Jones, and if Julio Jones is one of the greatest Acquisitions of the offseason. Why can't AJ Green be that guy? That's what I take away from that. He doesn't want people talking about it. Sorry, right. Buddha. Right. But that would be pretty big. That's a great week one game. Derrick Henry coming downhill at Buddha Baker, and then AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins going deep themselves or trying to create some sort of game that will c- confuse that defense and let Kyler Murray come out the gate because you are got your back to him. <laughs>
1: I haven't seen the line yet, Rich, but I'm going to bet the over in that game.
0: Okay. (laughs) Never know what happens in week one of an NFL season. So beware of that. And as you know, I frown upon this conversation. Of course, I understand. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back here on the Rich Eisen Show, our good buddy, John C. McGinley. He's in Brooklyn 99 now. That's next.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com.
0: Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Now, you said earlier that you uh, were directed by Steven Seagal on what film is this again? On Deadly Ground. On Deadly Ground. Uh, <laughs> uh, who is, uh, who is a, a little bit crazier, him or, or Oliver Stone on the um, crazy scale?
4: Well, Oliver's not that crazy because he's so smart. Okay. Uh, and he is, in fact, the smartest guy in the room. Yes, uh, And so if you can hew to his direction, Oliver's like a... Uh, he's tantamount to a, a Kentucky, Kentucky Derby thoroughbred with blinders on creatively. And if you can get in that vision that his blinders are, are uh, dictating the parameters of, yes, it's nirvana. If you want to operate outside that creative vision, it's a little slice of hell. How'd you get in his radar originally? I auditioned for Platoon and I got a tiny role and then it went belly up and it was not shot for two years. And then when it was reconstituted two years later, Oliver offered me the fourth lead in the movie, Sergeant O'Neill. And we went off to the Philippines, revolution-torn Philippines, and we shot Platoon. And it felt like you
0: were at war, correct? We did
4: a three-week boot camp um, in revolution-torn Manila. Mm-hmm. And then we started shooting the film largely in sequence, which is unheard of. So as people's characters died, they left. And so that started out eight times f- three is 24. So it started out with 24 of us. Um, and then by the end of it, there's three or four of us left. And that, that, uh, diminishes how much the actors have to act because everyone is gone. You don't have to act like they're gone. They're gone. And so the actors who were left at the end of the film, uh, th- those long faces and that, and that fear in people's eyes, because there was a, a threatened coup every Thursday because the president did not have the military in her back pocket, a woman named Cory Aquino, there was always this oh, threatening buzz of a coup and there'd be no better person in a coup than American actors to take and, and, and use as whatever you need. Jeez. And so when someone calls action and all of these things are roaming around in one's skull, the camera sees all that and it, and it cooks, it really pops in front of the lens. And remember when we got home, the big hit and what people were experiences as a, as a war movie was Top Gun which was kind of a Reagan era celebration of uh, of mechanical war. And that's not what we shot. And so when we got home and Top Gun was the big hit, you know, we, we largely concluded that, that we'd wasted about four months of our lives. And then it turns out that Oliver is going to release it at Christmas and nothing says Christmas yeah. like Platoon. There's just nothing says Christmas like Platoon. And so then it came out and, and it, did, it did what it did.
0: Oh, man. One of the many appearances of John C. McGinley here on The Rich Eisen Show. Fun stuff. Back here on The Rich Eisen Show on Peacock, along with our radio family. When I heard that this man was joining the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine for its final season, I'm like, what a no-brainer. Fantastic. No-brainer. I mean, just fantastic. Again, one of our favorites back here on The Rich Eisen Show. New episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine airs Thursdays, 8 Eastern on NBC. The great John C. McGinley. How are you, John?
5: I'm never better. Hello, Chris. Hello, Rich. How are you doing? Brother? I see. What's I'm up, brother? I'm firm. I'm fighting gravity. That's how I'm doing.
0: <laughs> and you're probably winning on you're a surfboard. You're winning. Yeah. Hashtag. right. I am. Hashtag winning. <laughs> well, you you have the tiger blood back from the uh, from the days of platoon, right, uh, John?
5: Well, more than that, my father was an all American uh, with Chuck McNerick at the University of Pennsylvania. He got drafted by the Eagles, but he was on the ROTC program at uh, Pennsylvania, so he had to go drive tanks in a peacetime army in Linz, Austria. But I got some of that. I got some. of They <laughs> called him Red because he had this shocking red hair. I got some of Red Dog's blood, and uh, people used to ask my father all the time, "How do you stay stay in shape, yep. Jerry?" And he uh, he, has, he put he put his voice way in the back of his throat, and he'd say, "Never get out." That's how I stay in shape. Never get out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's, great That's great advice. That's actually very sound advice, John. Never get out. Very sound advice. I meant what I said in my introduction to you. Uh, what a coup that you're in Brooklyn Nine-Nine to, in their final season. That had to be a total no-brainer, yes, blast for you, John. To, it was a, to a do.
5: fair catch. It was a complete fair catch. At the, end of <laughs> yeah. February, the, the guy who's in charge of that thing is Dan Gore. He's the executive producer, and they sent me four episodes of this arc. And it was pretty much uh, this character, Franco Sullivan's Archie Bunker meets Yosemite Sam. And that's just low-hanging fruit for Johnny C. And yes, I <laughs> third-person myself, like Ricky Henderson. And it was just, it was money. I mean, you give me, then they give me five weeks to go over the material, and I can pretty much do the Manhattan Directory if you give me five weeks. And so uh, I, I walked over into Culver City and just tore the cover off that thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the spinning curve in a zone. You just took it right out to left center, and it's over. It's yeah, got it to it kind was of like the, the
5: oldest Chapman's pitch last night. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Peralta I mean, yeah. came in and saved my life.
0: That that ninth inning, uh, John. I'm
5: clenching my fist now, even thinking about it. It was so it was so rack- nerve wracking.
0: It but eleven straight Ws for the pinstripers, John. I that,
5: know, but odor has got to make that throw for the love of
0: God. Uh, well, Ozzy Albie's. You're referring to him beating it out. Like you can't just crow crow hop and just lollipop Correct. here when Ozzy Albie's is picking it up, putting it down. What a, that ninth inning was insane last night. Insane. I, I
5: swear to God, Rich. I, I was, point my fingernails
0: oh my gosh for
5: those, for those of us who have been through the ups and downs of this yankee season yes. that was like the old giant teams when we'd have a 14 point the new york football giants yes. would have a 14 14 point lead in the third and we'd lose
0: right and then also but the the championship years both giants championship years with coughlin you you and certainly you know obviously we know what happened in the parcells years there there you know they're never that fifteen and one. Yeah, I expect it, and then they complete it. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 always the you 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 don't think it's going to happen, and then it comes in. It they 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 connect um, week fifteen, and they go on a run, and Eli beats Brady, and those are the two champions as a wild card. Yeah, every time, man. Every
5: and, time, I, I was at the game out in San Francisco, uh, and that was just uh, phenomenal. It was just. Unbelievable! The, the tie game that went into overtime.
0: Yes, and then uh, the, you know, because you you know, obviously the Giants have got some history with the 49ers and all those playoff years. I got John C. McGinley here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. What do you what do you think the Giants? I, I, I've been saying more, more often than not here from this chair on this show that the New York Giants are one of the shrug emoji teams, if not the shrug emoji team of really? the twenty twenty one season. Yeah, I, it feels stacked to me, and Kyle Rudolph feeling better and. I don't know, but also the line could be terrible and Saquon. We haven't seen Daniel Jones. We have no idea how, if he's progressed, oh, they've hidden the ball on us in a way, you know, will Tony be the, 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 kid that they drafted out of Florida that they hope to be Kenny Galladay. We've never seen play a snap for the giants before in a regular season game. You I mean, you know, is, Eng- is Ingram going to take the step forward? Do the defense return in a manner like they finished last year, Joe judge, you got to trust what he's, what he's cooking there. It seems like they are buying it. Um, that said, you know it, it can it can work out. Like they can win this division, I think. I agree. You know,
5: especially if if your man down in Dallas is not is not calling the signals.
0: Hmm. I don't know if he's gonna. I I think he's gonna play. I think Dak's gonna play. I just don't know how healthy he's gonna be. You know, and then and then I I, I think the biggest competition's Washington, John. C. I I do too. I like I like what the you know fits in that offense and how that defense plays – We've got Ron Rivera on tomorrow's show, which is another way way of me to promote it right now here. But
5: Oh, he's I, tremendous. Come on. I know. You know I, I'd run through drywall for that guy if <laughs> he was my coach. I,
0: I would, too. I would, too. So, Let okay. Me ask you this,
5: Rich. Let me ask you a personal question. Yes, John. What C. do you again, do, though. having hosted the program uh, once with Suze? Yes. Uh, it's heavy lifting down there. I know yes. I know what you guys are doing every day. It, yes. it, you guys make it look like a magic trick Thank because you, John. you're not working that hard. But it's... It's heavy lifting. Let me ask you this personal question. Yes. What do you do when a a guest only has one syllable responses, or b <laughs> is profoundly uninteresting? How do you uh, pivot? How do you? I know you're a you're nimble. You're nimble. Have you seen yourself lately? <laughs> cerebrally nimble. I love you.
0: Well, you're it's nimble. that's the work part of it, but you know, uh, I, do I, you do? I I I I have just like you know uh, other folks who do what they do for a living like you do what you do for a living i'm sure you watch other people and you take something from that and take something from this and put it all together is i've i've, I've seen so many talk show hosts do what they do that that's where you gotta take over and push the pedal to the metal a little bit. Or what does that mean? Well, you I mean you gotta take the reins and try and be entertaining and force the issue and you're the ones who need to bring the energy to the conversation is supposed to have it as just a conversation. And who you know? did
5: you watch in our generation who had the biggest Costas is not old enough for you to have watched. Who'd you watch oh. that had the big the biggest Carson? Well, I, I
0: grew up watching Carson as a kid. Um, and, you know, I, I just remember closing my door to go to sleep and, you know, hearing Carson on in my parents' room across the hallway. Uh, Letterman is, you know, obviously somebody who I would watch, but you don't, you don't normally take too many tips from him, you know, interview-wise. You take it comedically. Um, but the one for me that I, I, I take from in terms of you have to know when to push the pedal and when not is, is John Stewart. That's the guy. He's recently darn,
5: he's a jersey guy pretty pretty darn great
0: you know uh just why I, I i was on the daily show as a, as an interviewee one time with him and it was the worst i've ever been as a panel guest because i tried to be funny and i and i just realized like you, you don't need to be the funny he's the funny you should just bring the interest and he would be in he, he yeah i buy that that's and i blew it oh god did i blow it i i i my guys here know that I, I I talk about it all the time. It's a it's a regret. Like I wish I could go back in a time machine and tell myself, take a shot of Novocaine to the head, and just tell myself to shut the f up. Don't just you think let him he do. gets back in the saddle? I hope so. Well, I think he's doing something coming up soon, right? I I, 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 don't, know. I don't know. It's not an HBO it, it, thing. It, I it, think, it I think.
5: cries. So I'm sure he has all the dough he needs. But at some point, I mean, if you're if you're healthy and young, you want you want to get in the game a
0: little bit. I agree. John C. McGinley here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. You know who I spoke to he was on the show the other day, and I did a seven-minute segment with him on parallel parking because he had just just when he just dialed up the, the 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 show, he was trying to find a parking spot. I think you might have actually seen it on Twitter. Was your I did. your colleague from uh, from stage and screen, uh, Bobby Cannavale, um, when he was trying to find a parking spot, and I thought of you too, John, because I I I I remember watching you and him and Al Pacino on Broadway do Glen Gary, Glen Ross together with Richard Schiff. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen.
5: It was the greatest experience. It was the most exciting experience of my life. We only agreed to do 100 performances and uh, so every night we're at that tiny theater, the Schoenfeld on 45th Street, which is right. in, in the context of Broadway houses, it's about 1,000 seats. And so, in other words, if you go see The Lion King, that's about 3,500 seats. So that's a barn. And the, the Schoenfeld's very vertical so the audience is right on top of you and that ensemble of, of Jeremy Sheamus and and David Harbour and Al and and Bobby uh, and Richard I mean there's a bunch of all stars and every night it was rock and roll because I think people came to see Al and then you come to find out that it's the greatest contemporary play, American play written for men and that that first act is 31 minutes and you're having a cigarette out on 31st 31st street 34th and I'm sorry, 45th Street. And you, you, all of a sudden, 31 minutes went past. You didn't want to happen. And uh, unlike the movie, which is kind of very casual, yes. When they're organizing the robbery uh, in the first act at the uh, at the Chinese restaurant, it's you know, it's a rainy night, and it's James Foley directed it, and it's kind of casual. And then, of course, all hell breaks loose. But uh, they asked David to put a special. David Mamet, who wrote it, they had asked him to put. He told me this. They asked him to put a special effect to get the movie going like an explosion or something and he wrote the Alec Baldwin diatribe <laughs> that's, that's, the, that, that's that was the this, explosion that's that. not in the play and Alec's character is a threat off stage in the play which won the Pulitzer and when they asked him to do the movie they said we really need something to get this thing going and so I did talk radio with Alec and I call him Alibaba and they just put Alibaba's uh rant in that first one that everybody quotes nonstop of course. and uh that's that's how David solved that problem. So
0: they wanted a special effect, like an they actual a special like effect
5: a. And nothing, I mean, it, Alex, just the biggest special effect on the planet. Yeah.
0: Wow, I did not know that about the story. Call
5: action and get out of Alex's eyeline. You got You got you got something to work
0: with. Oh my God! Always be closing. Call you know. Call, all uh, that's not in the play. None that's of that's all, in the play. That's off threat. That is incredible. So what what you got a good Pacino story or you and Bobby and him together or something like that or what it was like to.
2: You know, well, I had just
5: spent uh, almost six months with Al, with uh, Al down in Miami, and then in um, the old Texas Stadium on any given Sunday, and so I, I'm pretty sure that's why I, I got offered the play because really, yeah, for sure. Uh, Johnny Cusack, who's the the fourth McGinley brother, right. had they had done City Hall together, and before going down in Miami, I go, John, tell me about Al. What, what what should I do with Al? And he goes, You got to go knock on his door, and that's what you got to do because he just. You know he's Al. He spends. He's in that trailer. He can't go anywhere. He's an icon. And I said, "This sounds like a setup. Like I'm going to knock on his door, and and, and some mafia guy's going to, you know, punch me in the esophagus." And like, no, no, no. You got to go knock on the door. And so I go down to Miami I knock on Al's door. Answers, and I'm it's Al Pacino. And so I go in there, and we proceeded to have this uh, unbelievably gracious, lovely friendship for five months, and then cut to a year or so later. The phone rang, and they said. You know they want you to play Dave Moss on Broadway now, and I'm like, just say say when. That's right. Say when. <laughs> so, yeah. And this was five or this was five months before the Hurricane Sandy would show up in New York, which bought us two weeks of previews uh, because the obviously the city was just d- destroyed by the the hurricane, and so it was it was one of those once in a lifetime's that was bucket list stuff, and it would you'd be silly to put that on your bucket list because it's never going to happen, and so that one. That one came along, and uh, I moved the whole family to New York for the run of the play, and everything that could possibly have gone right went right.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, being in the audience one night for that was mesmerizing. It was as advertised. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen live, and, and that was incredible.
5: Plus, Bobby, Bobby, on your show the other day, because mm. he's probably one of the five best actors on the planet, one mm. the three best actors on the planet, Bobby, you know, when people go, well, I, I'd watch him read the phone book. This was a guy parking a car, and it was genius radio. Parking a car. That can't amount to reading people's digits. And the guy, it was, and you, yes. you were such a mensch. You go—you you couldn't have been more interested. And I oh, could but, tell you weren't oh, faking it.
0: No. no, no, I was i was not, because yeah. I, I am so fascinated by parking. I really am. I'm a New Yorker. I mean, i, I I've... I have been in places where you, you, you're. If somebody on the street is trying to save a spot for somebody else, that is that is untenable. This is not going to stand. You know this. You must move. Bobby said he gave him the look. He gave him the look, and then this person then told him that he would not be able to pull off the parallel parking job, which is just another level of competition that you're adding on top. I was fascinated by. It. Unbelievable.
5: Uh, God, and then he he sent you that picture afterwards, and it's true. He should not <laughs> yeah. have been able to pull into that spot.
1: <laughs> no, the car behind them is so screwed.
6: I mean, that is <laughs> that's so incredible. Wait.
0: It's a so way. It's funny. The postscript. The postscript is because uh, he was texting me the next night about Luke Voigt being on fire, and um and so I texted. I, I just responded. I'm like, "How's your car doing?" <laughs> and he, he then responded with a photograph of himself, stepped outside to take a picture of him. He had repositioned the car proudly directly in front of his house. So he, when you
5: know someone's a good actor. That's when, <laughs> when they can make parking a car really great radio, that, that's a good actor. Like radio? He wasn't even like in studio or anything. He was oh,
1: just on the phone.
0: Oh, my gosh. Right. You're right.
5: Put Put that guy in. Put him in the ensemble.
0: You're the same guy, John. Uh, congrats on the Brooklyn Nine Nine spot. The arc. It's terrific. You're great. It's great. Johnny All Point Break was on last night. Ooh. How often
1: you catch yourself watching that?
5: What was on? I didn't hear you.
1: Point Break was on HBO last night. Well, you know
5: what's so great about Point Break is that it's a, it's an exploration of, of testosterone and, ad- and adrenaline, right? Directed by Catherine, which makes it infinitely more interesting. Then, if it was just bad guys running around Venice and, and Santa Monica, that Catherine directs that and then goes on to direct Hurt Locker, uh, and stays kind of in that groove, makes it twice as interesting. P- plus, Patrick is so gifted in that That's
0: movie. Amazing. So, where did uh, Daniel Jeremiah, um, our NFL Network a- uh, analyst, Chris Brockman, where did where did he put? Good, where, where, where did he put question.
1: I feel like Johnny Utah Johnny was. Johnny Utah,
0: because we had. We, oh, yeah, no, I heard him break. That was a genius segment. Yeah, he yeah, broke but down. Was
1: he after um, Willie, Willie Beeman? Beeman?
0: I feel like he was after Willie Beeman. He could have been after Willie Beeman. Yeah, I buy that. Would you got
5: to do Keanu credit because he does another movie where the, about the scabs. Um, yeah, the replacements Replace with Christ Gene right. Hackman.
0: Yeah. With Hackman, he was in the. Repl- so,
5: I mean, Keanu didn't shy away from that, but but also but you, you got to remember Jamie's an unbelievably gifted athlete, so it's it's kind of tricky. All
0: right, last one. I'll take a shot here. Did you ever work with Hackman? Have you ever worked with Gene Hackman? No, you never I didn't, did huh? get to.
5: That's a huge regret. But it never Pretty the, the opportunity else. never presented itself either. Man. In other words, I wasn't right for Hoosiers. What else would
6: that's I that's right? Well, I,
5: it's it just, funny.
0: The, the story that we, we had David Onspaugh, the director oh, the of best. Hoosiers, on. He called in one time, and the montage scene from Hoosiers where they're beginning to win, right? And if you remember, they're beginning to win, and there's a montage, and they win a basketball game, and they run off together, and then they're on the bus, and then they're on the bench. There's a shot where Hackman is laughing with Dennis Hopper on the bench, and they put that in the montage. And David Onsma said that the montage shot was so good and it was from a moment that they were not ready to really roll when Hackman turned to Hopper and said, this movie's going to be so bad. It's going to be our last or we should soak it in. It's going to ruin our careers. It's going to ruin our careers. And <laughs> Hopper laughed at the line. Yeah. And it was such a great moment that they put it in the movie, obviously without the sound.
5: Yeah, I don't know how many stories David told you about uh, Barbara Hershey and Gene on that, but that was, uh, there was some oil and water on that side. (laughs) There was some oil and water, Daddy.
0: So you're saying Hickory came together as a team better than the... the, uh... I
5: don't know what he was allowed to say or not say, but oh, man. Wow. Ooh. That was an uphill slog, Daddy.
0: <laughs> you take care of yourself, John C. McGinley. Let's keep doing this. I love All our chat. I'll see you around campus. Right back at you. <laughs> okay. This John C. McGinley's every at John C. McGinley on Twitter. Oh, what I'll a legend. What too. a legend. Cause you know, we're sometimes batting around like who can we have on celebrity talk about stuff. Barbara Hershey's been in Hoosier's and the natural, which are in my top five. Right. Both. Yeah. So you think she might decline an interview to talk about Hoosiers just because of that?
1: She was just in the news uh, earlier this week about something. Hold on.
0: I mean, she's in two of my top five favorite sports movies. Hoosiers, The Natural. Spoiler alert, The Natural. She has a brief role, but it's a crucial one. She's the one who put a bullet in Roy Hobbs. Hey. Come on. You'll see it. And unlike, or just like in Glen, Gary, Glen Ross, the Alec Baldwin character is put in the movie and it's not in the original play. Yeah, written specifically for the movie. In The Natural, they changed the ending of the movie from change the book. Yeah, it. No, uh, in that, the that, book. That doesn't make for a good movie. Bernard In the Bernard Malamud book, Roy Hobbs takes the cash. That, yeah. You can't have the (laughs) hagiographic sun setting in the corn father-son catch with Robert Redford looking as handsome as ever in his white button-down shirt having a catch. Don't have that. not a school. All right. We'll wrap up this show. Send Brockman off to the airport. Set up the rest of the week. That's next in The Rich Eisen Show. unbelievable you will love it JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now you could save 50% that's 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for JD Power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com/awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com What is going on with you, Jim Brockmeyer and Brett Musburger? This is my Musburger face. (laughs) You know, you can't put that to bed, Rich-Eyes. You know why you can't put it to bed? Okay. Because he's a punk.
1: That's why. (laughs) Brett Musburger is a P-U-N-K punk. The man is a thief. Okay? Brett Musburger is a thief. How so? Stole my line. What line was that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember when he said that? Everybody in the business... No, it's not funny. Everybody in the business knows that was my line, but he went ahead and used, that's what I always yell when I climax inside of a woman. (laughs) Or or when I'm just, when I climax all by myself. Musburger knew that was my line. He used it anyway at the BCS title game. And ever since then, now I have to yell out, uh, Ruffles have ridges. And it's not,
0: (laughs) it's not the same thing. So verdict, what's the verdict of all that? What's, what did you take from that? He's a punk. Musburger's a punk. That's right. Here is Brett Musburger. How are you,
6: Brent? Hey, Rich. Rich, I'm great. Listen, uh, you guys, you and the producers, you deserve. Oh man, a pat on the back. I'm, I'm so proud of you guys for trying to help resurrect little Jimmy Brickmeyer's career. We all know the problems. We all know the problems that he had in the past. But I, mm-hmm. if, if anybody, if anybody can help Brickmeyer, it's you, Rich. Yeah. Well, he says that you
0: stole all the tocitos from him, Brent. Is that is that true, or what do you
6: know from back no, in the No, I got paid. I got paid by a company <laughs> to drop the name. I got three Tostitos for a week. What are you talking about? Okay. What's he talking about, okay. you know? Right. I mean, the man's delusional. We, we we know he's got mental problems to break down, you know? It's really interesting yeah, because Brent. as we started these Sin here, in Las Vegas, and uh, Brickmeyer was having trouble getting a job. So, so he he yeah. called our executives, and you know, I got to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell anybody this, okay. but we always we always talk to prospective announcers just to get an idea. Do they really know anything mm-hmm. about sports gambling, or are they just pretending? And I, I got to tell you, a general manager he interviewed Brickmeyer. <laughs> ask him about uh, uh, a three-team parlay and and our, and our boy Jimmy, mm. he thought that that was two hookers with him in a Morristown hotel room <laughs>
1: <know>, you know
6: <laughs> you know, Jesus, we would have loved to help him out of uh, wow, but we just can't I wish him the best, he's so delusional and uh, listen let him go at it we're all the Tostitos, baby that's
0: where our drop comes from at the end of that. Roll the Tostitos, baby. Comes from the end of that. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Okay, so Brockman's heading to the airport. You're going to Tampa, Florida. For Mike's your, taking me. For yes. your, okay, very I'm good. I'm the Uber nice. of the official uh, uh, Uber. Yeah. All right, so I take TJ, I was going to have this conversation off the air, but very little private around here. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to... Reposition yourself to Brockman's chair, or stay there for the next two shows. Oh, Ooh. this is TJ's corner, baby. Why would okay. I move? I don't know. I'm just asking. I actually want space it over be here because it'd be just one shot. Days. It would just be one I shot for us to take, I mean, as opposed to the one up. shot as an empty chair. No, I get my own shot. No, no, I mean, it's, it's a, a, your it's call. A, this is me. You got your setup, okay? Very this good. is me. I'm
3: I get
6: asking. a single shot. I'm just asking.
1: Mike gets a single shot. And also,
3: you know, Rich, back in college, I remember we had a guy on our college basketball team who was on. It was the chance he might have to go into service he was a reserve so yes. he missed a few games and i would always leave his chair open for him just to let him know he was still there and with us so you know we leave brockman's chair
0: open for him. thank you tj is there is you're that tra- a problem i'm is trying that to awkward? give away my seat not giving away your seat i'm just trying to you know it's just <laughs> one shot are, you know what i mean it's right. just one shot no I, I see what you're doing plus you know i don't i don't know i mean I mean, Rich, it, you're going to be you have to turn a lot. I mean, it, honestly, I mean, we'll go, it's all right. I, yeah. I do it everywhere. I I you know, I do, you pivot. I pivot? Well, the pivot. Chair, moves. chair moves. The chair moves. chair moves. The chair moves. The Look at that. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just now direct this to my right. Oh. <laughs> TJ, <laughs> what what's competitive
3: throwing? Competitive throwing? Yeah. I I I, I, I well, I, I look assume quarterbacks up. are I'd say you better throwing. find out what you it means. You better find out
0: because that's what Mike McCarthy says Dak Prescott's going to do today. Com- oh, okay.
3: Competitive throwing. Yeah, that means, you know, basically what that means is, I was confused at first, uh, you know, there's going to be some activity around him. Yes. He's going to have receivers, but yes. who are closely guarded by D-backs. Yes. And he's going to have linemen and linebackers
0: rushing him. Oh, it, yeah. he says it means seven on seven. That's Jane Slater's tweet yeah. right there. Uh, Dak Prescott, according to Todd Archer, uh, will be doing more in practice that he's done since July 28th. It's coming up on a full month. Yeah. <laughs> um, a long time. A McCarthy long time. said that Dak will be, quote, closer to a full status. Okay.
3: I, I, That's I don't good. know what that means. I don't know. Uh,
0: Look, for us, that means something bad, you know. Like we need to be full status all the time, always, right? But it just means that he's not been full status for a while. <laughs> just saying, we're, sp- we're, we're being told, don't worry about that. Yeah, nothing to see. It's nothing not. To see. It's, it's not an MRI. It's just. A, hey, it's just we're what? just. Uh, we're just taking a look. We're just,
3: we're just sticking somebody in a tube. Oh, we doing. Have you ever been in there? You get some good rest in an MRI oh, too. No, no, I've I, do I don't believe <laughs> I've ever met oh, a living soul
0: that refers to, that up to an MRI experiences.
3: What did you refer to it as? That? I don't know because I've just made it what up. Did I what did I you say? What said you got some relaxing.
0: sleep in there. You get good rest in the MRI <laughs> too. Oh my god, good rest. Oh my god,
1: Good, good rest when you're getting
0: in there and you're st- you, you, you you just you feel like you're you're you're. Like a cigar that has been un- un- unwrapped, right? Bet, yeah. And, like- and then the clicks, the clicks, the clicks tick, are so tick, soothing. Tick, 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 tick. It's, it's like yeah. white noise. Yes. It's like you're It's beach, so, cl- so soothing, the, you know. <laughs> I want like, the, the fact that you don't know when you're coming out, and then, and then of course when you're in there too, and then you hear just a few more minutes, just a few more minutes. Everything. You're kind of. It's kind of like i never had one. Everybody on skate. Wood. Everybody Rich, skate. All app. skate. All skate. Everything. Happy everything
3: balls. bad that you can think of, <laughs> I was thinking of when I was in that thing. First of all, I was like, oh, this is like be in the birth canal. Yeah, there was like, there's what a if app? an earthquake
0: hits and so, I'm stuck so, in soothing, here? Like, sounds
3: like, sounds the you MRI. Just,
0: sometimes you just want to go in there to make sure that everything's fine. And you're you're. Well, that's
3: why I did it. You had back pain so
0: they made sure everything was copacetic and uh mike Andy. mccarthy also quoting uh, dak Preston quote unquote is a caged lion Whoa, He's let's a go oh. first time in four weeks he'll be throwing offense versus defensive God. period 14 and three let's go just hey, 11 dude, or more look, i want to win some money you, <laughs> honestly this is the sort of stuff you need to see with you know opening with hard night knocks. coming okay. in 15 days yeah, and the, and the Buccaneers D coming. You know, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to get the uh, the drone, the three minute drone shot on this. <laughs> you know, but that's what you need to see. This you need to see this sort of thing. yes, yeah. you need to see competitive because you know what they'll be doing in 15 throwing. days? Throwing touchdowns, highly competitive throw. <laughs> yeah. highly competitive throw, very intensely competitive <laughs> throw. No patty cake. 15 days from this very moment of this <laughs> segment, Dak is a competitor rich. So.
1: Rich, uh, TJ, you need to be prepared for a blowout, and then immediately oh, forget it wow. from your mind and move
3: on to the final sixteen oh, games. Wow! I mean, we are we are playing the Super Bowl champions, yeah. the best team in football, so. in their house, in in their house. With so, a all, race. Never all easy. All signs point to us losing this. Never game. easy. So, hey. You know
0: it. Hey. Never easy. I once saw, almost saw Kerry Collins do it for the Titans yeah. in Heinz Field. Yeah, I almost saw them pull that one off. On an opening night? Then I don't together. have the patience to jack with you today. maybe
3: You know, that was something I wanted to talk to you guys about. Maybe one day we could do a show where we do, like, our Mount Rushmore of sports moments. Oh. Oh, we can
1: do that, sure. Just the moment that we've personally seen, or- yeah. Well, that's where I
3: wasn't sure. Maybe sure it's good. just yeah, we've got time next week. We got time. Maybe anytime. personally,
0: maybe just in general. We got of time. We got nothing but time. We we time. We'll do that. We you got 15 do that? days. Really, do you, you know, we'll do that. We'll do that in a day when there's no competitive conversation. <laughs> you know, we're just getting out <laughs> competitive. We're just getting out, just trying to stretch our legs a little bit. <laughs> competitive tall
3: drink of water got stretch them What out. is competitive rowing? Uh, I don't know. It's competitive, Mike.
0: He's Non-com- throwing com- mon- and he's being
3: competitive with it. I do competitive
0: throwing when I'm simple. winging it around. I in my do competitive my mixing
1: kids. every day. Competitive mixing.
0: Competitive mixing. Yeah, you you against the internet. All, right, all right. Oh, you know he's on tomorrow's show, Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs. We will see you on Thursday show for that.